Pardon. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Brad Reese, along with my partner in crime, Mr. Brady Brooks. We're here with the number one first episode for our value-added podcast. Brady, what do you think, man? How, how did you end up here, huh? Oh, I'm pretty pumped. Um, how I ended up here, though, I, I just can't say no to stuff like this. You asked me, I think, a couple months back, mentioning it, and um, I don't know. I'm all about it. I'm up for new, new things and trying it out, so I'm, I'm in. I love it, man. You know, I, it's funny. When I, I visit with my kids or my wife, it's like, hey, when somebody asks you a question, I just love it when your first answer is yes. Okay, my first answer is yes, and then I backtrack, and I go, wait a minute, no, I'm sorry, I, I can't yeah. quite do that because of the commitments or whatever, but a positive attitude, dude, that's really, you know, when I thought about doing a podcast, you were the man that I, I'm like, oh, Brady Brooks is a positive dude, he's a fun dude, and cool. hey, this is perfect. Well, I appreciate it, I appreciate you asking me, like I said, it's, I'm all about it. Cool, yes okay. Yes usually a thing. You know, this is our first one, and so I think maybe we ought to tell a little bit about ourselves, a little bit about, uh, you know, the name of the podcast is Value Added because in our minds, what we want is we want to add value to people's lives. And that might just be entertainment. That might be a little bit of if we could add bits of wisdom or a little bit of what we've been through. And so, man, just starting off, maybe just introduce yourself a little bit of who you are and what you do. Yeah, I'd say... um Probably a recap of the last three years. I, I, I'm 22 years old, live in Douglas, Wyoming. Um, got, I went to went to uh, junior college for two years. Um, I went to University of Wyoming for a semester. Backed out of that. Wasn't sure I was ready to go all in with college and the money that it cost that came comes with it. Um, but so yeah, I went to uh, junior college, got my associate's degree, and decided to call it quits there because. I, would, I think I'd, I'd be pretty lucky to get a bachelor's degree. Uh, I'm not the school type, but um, so yeah, I, I ended up drop not dropping out, but getting my associates and calling it good with school. Then I uh, started doing, you know, photography, um, kind of doing some entrepreneur things. I'm trying to start my own little business with photography, videography. Um, doing all that, and so, soon enough, um, I'm gonna I, interrupt you right there a little bit, Brady. You're, you're being pretty modest when you say photography, videography, dude. You're amazing videography, <laughs> thank right? You, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate it. So, so I just gotta say, man, anybody who's seen Brady's work, or uh, uh, you know what I mean, it's amazing. You tell stories with cameras, with with pictures. So hey, just just a little bit. You're a very modest guy. <laughs> Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, yeah, I like like I said, just started kind of pitching to different businesses. I was doing, trying to do promos, trying to do, I also got into web design, trying to do websites. So I learned a lot about just reaching out to companies, kind of sometimes doing cold calls, asking them what kind of um, stuff, you know, services they might need. Um, sure enough, I got into 3D tours, um, which is what you might see on, you know, real estate websites, Zillow. Um, that was kind of the new technology a couple of years back, and I pitched gotcha. it. So that's uh, that's like you, you put it in houses, and you get the whole view of each room yeah. of the yeah. house. Yeah, so it's a, a 360 camera. You put it in each room, about five, six feet apart in each shot, and it pretty much does a 3D duplicate, 3D twin of whatever I'm shooting. So, And that was a pretty cool technology. So I, you know, with all my services, I kind of figured I could be a decent asset to, say, a company that uses 
digital marketing regularly. So I went to, to Remax here in Douglas and I, you know, I kind of offered them some of my uh, products that I, you know, website, photos, videos, all that. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I was planning to do it as a, um, you know, you know, well, one time shoot, they give me a check and I shoot again. Um, but then uh, my boss, my, my boss now, um, she uh, ended up actually just wanting to hire me so that I couldn't do that for other agencies in town. So it was a, <laughs> we collaborated and uh, she kind of took, uh, took me out of the competition for the other agencies in town and gave me a full-time gig at Remax. So uh, smart. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that was kind of a long story about the uh, media stuff, but now I've been with Remax a year and um, just recently got my real estate license to go along with working there. And uh, yeah, so I'm a real estate agent and, along with all the little knickknacks from the past of what I've been trying to do. Perfect. Well, man, you, uh, you're a young dude and you've got a lot on your resume already from just stuff you've done. You, it doesn't seem like you sit still long. No, I, that's, that's <laughs> a, I don't know if it's a flaw, but it can turn into a good thing if I you know, act on it well, but I, I have a hard time working the nine to five for one person for anybody that's really not me, it's kind of, it could yeah. be a fly. I, I've always struggled, you know, high school jobs, it was often very depressing getting up in the morning, you know, like I have to, you know, yeah. stay here till five o'clock and there's the next day, it's the same thing again. So that was always a struggle for me. Um, yeah. But thankfully, I'm, I've been able to, to still work hard and but kind of have a great opportunity here working yeah. for myself a little bit. Oh, dude, that, uh, I think, that's one thing you and I can kind of work together pretty well on a podcast because you have that perspective. I mean, uh, you're less than half my age, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I have a little different perspective and your perspective is, is kind of different than mine, not, not better, not worse. It's just different. And so I love that. Uh, I think there's going to be a great little connection that we can yeah. kind of bounce off of each other. So, uh, you know, just for those who don't know me, I'm Brad Reese. I'm a rancher here in the Douglas, uh, Wyoming area. And along with ranching, you know, my great granddad homesteaded the ranch, oh, 109 years ago now, I guess. And just been on the same ranch ever since. It's just, it's very magical to be able to be out working the same fence lines that my grandpa worked on and, and just working the same fields for uh, generations is, is very special, very family friendly. In addition to the ranching, we have an outfitting business. So uh, Rockin' 7 Ranch Outfitters is kind of our outfitting business. We do deer, antelope, elk, and buffalo hunts. And so uh, that's, a, that's a pretty, you know, that was kind of my contribution to the ranch. Dad kind of had the cows and I had a passion for hunting. And so it was very natural. Yeah, so one thing uh, kind of about Brad, you know, I grew up, we went to church together. So I, I mean, I knew him since I was younger. I don't know how long you remember me, but I kind of knew he as, oh, he's a rancher. Yeah, he's a, he owns a ranch. He pushes cattle. He does this, but kind of the past few years, I've learned there's a lot to Brad that you don't know about. And his, there's a lot under the Carhartt jacket that he's wearing. <laughs> so tell, yeah, tell us about kind of, you know, I know you're an entrepreneur. You, you love the ideas. Tell us about kind of what's, you know, some of the things you've done in the past few years. I know one of them, a TV show um, with your, yes. your ranch and yeah. Perfect. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you know, yes, I did a stint on Survivor, season 41, right? So th that was one of the crazier things I've done. But what's fascinating with Survivor is that when you go through the casting process, 
you know, I just, I just sent in a three minute video, said this sounds like a fun thing to do, sent it in. And once they start getting in contact with you and they start digging into your life, the people on Survivor, they want applicants who are multidimensional. They want, you know, like uh, the doctor who is kind of an outdoors woodsy kind of guy. And so it's, it's just fascinating that, that, yes, I love being outside the box. I, I don't like just being that rancher who feeds his cows every day. I think life is kind of too short to just sit in one spot. And so uh, you and I kind of have some things in common that way that it's like, man, this is a pretty cool world we live in. Yeah. And if you get yourself in a rut or in a spot, ah, I think everybody kind of needs to just stop. And if you feel like you're in a rut, you can always get out. You can, there's traps that get you, you know what I mean? And, and it's kind of bad. You, you might get a dead end job that you're there because of the benefits and I have good health insurance and now I can't get out. And man, I get that, but I never wanted to be that guy either. So yeah, I, I like what you said is life's too short to sit in one spot. And yes I like that a lot on the move so great well hey that's us and I'm sure we'll learn more about ourselves as, as our, our listeners will get to learn more about us as we move forward so um, hey so I want to talk a little bit about our goal with the value-added podcast when when you think value-added podcast what's kind of bouncing around in your head yeah you know I think everybody's looking for something they're driving down the road where you know technology is great we can listen to it anywhere and that's where they can have value they can have something they can find value anywhere so that's what i'm hoping is every time they click on you know us or our our podcast we have something to offer whether it's hunting just like you said just wisdom of life you know yeah. not that we have all that much wisdom but different perspectives um in some way one in one way or another at least one time an episode add some value I think uh, yeah. and that can come in any way, which is the great part about, you know, different, two different people, yeah. lots of different perspectives. Yeah, and hopefully the energy and the chemistry uh, takes us to those, those areas. So, great. Well, man, um, yes, uh, let me think about where we're going next, Brady. I mean, we don't really have a, a playbook. <laughs> this thing's just just kind of running as we go and so uh you know hey dude you're newly engaged yep how exciting congratulations yeah, man so I, I think we might get one listener right your fiance might listen oh, yeah. to us so. <laughs> that's, that's an automatic subscriber i sure hope. well congratulations dude I, I tell you i just wanted to say i heard about your proposal right and was that uh like on New Year's Eve or when? It was New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah, yeah. And so, so New Year's Eve, you made this video for your fiance and oh man, let me tell the listeners how, how cool. I mean, it was very personal, right? Yeah. You, you have the ability with video and with audio, you recorded Ali kind of talking when she didn't know she was being recorded. So I don't want to get into any details because it's very personal. But yeah. what I took away is how much in love you two are. You know what I mean? And in and, and this day and age, right? I mean, you got a lot of young people that are attracted to each other and, and are infatuated and they, and they might be on levels of love, certainly. But you guys, and I just want to compliment you on, on how vulnerable you two are with each other, how you care about each other, you care about the person 
of your fiance, mm -hmm. and and that was really in the video of your your proposal. Yeah. Uh, I, I could Thank see you. that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I like what you said. I mean, it's I get it's kind of sad today. Um, kind of what you said about vulnerability. It's like today I see a lot, especially in our generation, and even my generation's parents. You know, a lot of times they can speak into people's lives, saying, "Oh, you don't want to get married yet. You you've got living to do. You've yes. got you've got so many things left to do." But why, you know, I heard somebody, I'm not sure who it was, um, but I heard somebody online say, why do we try to live up all our lives away before we get married? And then once we get married, give them the leftovers. Uh. And it's just like, it's so true. And I think today, um, you know, in modern relationships is they, they see marriage as a drag and, you know, it's, you know, I, I just, that's just one thing I, you know, people are afraid to be vulnerable, um, to give them, to give parts, you know, to give them their best, their best, and things that to give them a piece of them, I guess that yeah, to sacrifice something, say their future, their job, yeah. and all that stuff. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. It's not a sacrifice. This is where life begins. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so, no, it's it's. It's cool. You guys have a pretty magical relationship. When I see you two together, it you glow. Thank you. And I think people around, everybody can kind of see it. It's very, very neat. So, um, so yeah, that's, I, I love it. Um, you know, you guys, as you get married and move forward, I think you've, you've chosen to, to stay in the town you kind of grew up in Wyoming. Let's talk a little bit about why Wyoming, man. What what's yeah. Wyoming got? You know, I you know, when I was younger in high school, um, I kind of imagined, oh, I'm gonna go to a school. I mean, it was kind of University of Wyoming was kind of what I had in mind, but I also thought of going elsewhere, you know, farther um, for college, and, and I kind of had that idea. Oh, I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna explore the world because, you know, being the person I am, I I want to explore. I did not want to be trapped and little town of Douglas and then you know I wanted experiences and opportunities and yeah. um you know so that was kind of the goal and then you know throughout my senior year I kind of started traveling a little bit uh, I went to University of Wyoming freshman year and when I kind of saw what the world was like outside of Wyoming it turned me right back towards towards home and I said man these people don't believe the same things I believe in. They don't, you know, there's people and there's traffic, there's yeah. rules, there's regulations. And I think one of the biggest things about that, you know, I kind of realized Wyoming is, is COVID and in 2020 when that happened uh, that spring, it's like, I, it felt like a bubble here. Yeah. You know, I, what a great place to we be. We went to Vegas spring break and that place, it felt like, you know, um, doomsday uh, people or grocery stores are, running everywhere and come back to Wyoming and you know I, I think if I didn't turn my TV on or social media <laughs> nobody had known yeah. COVID was a thing and obviously that's not true but right. to an extent it did feel like a bubble and it felt like man yeah. I'm glad I live here and not California relative to other places yeah, yeah. yeah we were a yeah. little bit in a yeah, bubble exactly sure. and I you know what I guess what's um, I've definitely got more to share about that but um I guess what's your perspective? You know, you've grew, grown up in Douglas your whole life, and I'm sure you've kind of went out, had some really cool yes. opportunities uh, Great elsewhere. Point. Yeah, yeah. 
kind of like you traveled a lot, but you know, is is when we homesteaded, when my great grandfather homesteaded, homesteaders had nothing. So when they arrived to Wyoming in 1914, they had very little because if you had businesses or, or land somewhere else well why do you go to wyoming you know yeah. so when you come to wyoming you you have nothing and wyoming has kind of given us everything we have as as a family as ranchers and when i think back on wyoming it's wyoming is a tough place to live right the wind is blowing it's cold in the winter it's it's there's just a lot of harshness in wyoming but actually that's what i kind of love about it is because it makes the people are solid rock solid people because they've struggled they've had weeds in their lives you know and they, they, so they pulled those weeds out and it makes a a strong independent person that and and so really it's the people of wyoming that i love they they just i think we've kind of experienced the same thing and the same toughness of wyoming and yeah it it, it really helps us uh grow together too yeah i like that i agree and um yeah, something I kind of realize is when you grow up in that same way, you start to believe the same things. And, you know, for example, you know, I can, I've politics is crazy and all that. And sometimes I get worked up like, oh, how, how could they ever believe something like that? But when I think about, say, somebody in California, how they grew up or right. New York with people everywhere, I guess I can sometimes understand why people believe that because that's the way they were raised and they, ra they lived in a town that's. Yeah. Has millions of people rather, yeah. you know, a town with 6,000 people. That's well. right. Yeah. When all you see is concrete and yeah. stoplights all day long, yeah. you have a little different viewpoint yeah. than somebody like us who's just looking out over the Laramie Plains. Yeah. And I, I'd say if anybody grew up the way we did, they'd probably have the same beliefs we would have because they've had the same experiences, right. had to work the same, had the same struggles. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of cool. You're united, like you said, through all those struggles and totally. Yeah. Life of Wyoming. Love it. So, yeah. And we love Wyoming because there's also not a lot of people, too. That kind of yes. <laughs> helps. I, t I tell my wife that wind is blowing 60 miles an hour, and she's like, oh, I don't love this wind. And I'm like, yeah, Heather, just consider it as population control yeah. because <laughs> that population stops at the Wyoming state line right where the wind starts, right. man. So. <laughs> right. And I, I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll sacrifice some some lost shingles and yeah. whatever, some wind chill for a little less people. Uh, but one question I got for you. Yes. Um, you know, if, if some people say, well, what is there to do in Wyoming? I don't like to go to Wyoming. There's, you know, Douglas, what it's got, doesn't have a Walmart. We've got yeah. one bowling alley, you know, that's a bowling alley and a movie theater is kind of the, right. the big things to do. What, you know, especially you living out on a ranch, what would you say to somebody who is asking, what do you do? How do you not get bored all the time? Great you know? question, Brady. So when I was in college, I went to the University of Wyoming and on an exchange program, I said, I'm gonna live in Wyoming the rest of my life. I should go see some other parts of the world. So I went on an exchange program to Tampa, Florida. And while in Tampa, I went into the cafeteria and there were 500 kids in this cafeteria and I was the loneliest I've ever been in my life. But then when I come home to Wyoming and I go out to the middle of 100 square miles of nothing, not a single person anywhere around, and I am the happiest I can be, right? And so what I kind of concluded is that people can choose to be happy or sad wherever they're at. 
And what you need to decide for yourself, it's Gus from Lonesome Dove. He said, you learn, you, you got to learn to enjoy the little everyday things. And that just, that's what I've kind of strive to do is just find the enjoyment in the little things because you can be lonely or you can be happy anywhere you're at. You can be in Douglas Wyoming and say, there's nothing to do here. There's no big, you know, places to go and ball games to see. But on the flip side, you can do that in the cities. And so that's what I found is it's the little everyday thing. So, so the outdoors of Wyoming is super powerful, right? The, the hunting and fishing is just amazing. And so that's, that's good. But just the, the walking out and appreciating God's beauty and, and just seeing the scenery and, and, and surrounding yourself with good people that you can go do the outdoor stuff with. That's, yeah. that's the magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not something a lot of people can understand. Like you said, stepping out on, on your ranch and doing whatever you might be doing. People don't get that experience to not see a person for 10 hours in the day right. or yeah. not have another person within a few miles of them, you know? So yeah, definitely a perspective that not a lot of people um, are able to have. Totally. And that's, it's fun, you know, as an outfitter, it's really enjoyable because we get a lot of clients that come from all over the world. And when they get here, they're like, wow, you take this for granted. This is so cool that you can be so open. So, and, and so it's kind of fun to have that perspective. And it makes me realize, I say, hey, I appreciate you telling me that because that helps me go, yeah, what we have is a pretty cool thing out here. And it kind of reminds me, you know, there, there's, there's certain guys, certain hunters that we've had that, you know, I, I want to talk about one guy in particular that I just thought of is, is a, a man named Ivan Owen. Ivan came and hunted with us 15, 20 years ago. He was 80 years old. He'd fought in World War II. He was an army ranger just a guy who lived life. And he told me, he, he passed away now, but, but the last year he was, he hunted with us. He told me, he said, Brad, how old are you right now? And I don't know what it was. I was like 38 years old. I said, yeah, 38, Ivan. And he said, Brad, right now, your life is about 12 o'clock. Yeah, maybe not quite. 1130 on the scale of zero to 24. You're about half done with your life. And he said, are you living your life? Your life is, it's going to go faster than you think. And it, it kind of hit me, Brady. He's like, Brad, you need to go on honeymoon cruises with your wife. You need to experience life. You need to live it to the fullest. And I've never forgotten that conversation that I had with Ivan Owen 15 yeah. years ago, you know? And so it's the people that we surround ourselves with are huge, but also then to think back and say, Hey, how am I living right now? to have no regrets, to move forward, right. to have a passion and, and chase it. That's fun. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear some stuff from you because, you know, growing, you know, getting older, you know, I'm 22, I, I've got to figure out how I'm going to provide for family. And there's kind of that part of me that's like, oh, I got a job. I want to just hang tight. I don't want to expand. I don't want to lose the security that I have. I, I just got a house. I want to, I want to hold on to all this stuff. And sometimes you know, like you said, the benefits are good. All that stuff that can keep people in one spot. So I'm, I'm really excited, you know, to have this podcast and chat with you because I'm kind of feeling the weight of that. It's like, man, I kind of just want to settle down and keep myself where I'm at because it's safe and comfortable and I don't have to worry about, you know, it's, yeah, you know, so it's, I'm excited to, you know. For sure, man. You're talking about 
America, society. I mean, people, you know, you start getting house payments, car payments, and boy, life happens. And all of a sudden you wake up and you're 70 yeah. years old. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's a scary thought. And especially yeah. probably, you know, 38, I, I can tell that that would wake you up too. Yeah. As yeah. well. Exactly. So. Yeah. Dude, no, that's going to be fun. I, I appreciate your your openness to kind of realize, oh yeah, no, it, that, we'll, we'll touch on that for sure, man. Cause that's, that's big. You're living it right now. I mean, engaged in a job and a career and life. And, you know, I'm just thinking, I've got a lot of friends who, who struggle with that where do we go from here? You know, how do I get out of a trap? If you're, if you're stuck in a rut and that's tough, you know what I mean? Because you have obligations. And so, yeah. <laughs> especially at the age of 30, 35, you got yeah. two or three kids, two or three kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh dude, I'm, I'm wanting to jump into it right now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because there is so much to dig in there, but there is so many topics to touch on. So, hey, stay tuned. That's coming up and uh, we'll dive into all that, man. I'm excited too. Yeah, yeah, excited yeah, too. yeah. Episode one, let, let's pull back the horses a little bit. There and... go. <laughs> but for sure, for sure. Well, Brady, man, we're, uh, we're 25 minutes into this thing. Dude, what, uh, what are you thinking time-wise? What is a good time for podcasts? I'd say 20, 25, 30, yeah. 25, 30 minutes. Okay. Um, something that if people want to spend a good chunk, chunk of time driving, they can do it. But yeah. If, cutting them short. I don't know if, you know, if they only had 30 minutes, I think just try, you know, I wouldn't want to cut them short on something and let's try it. And since this is our first man, any listeners out there, we are very open to suggestions. Um, but 30 minutes feels good to me too. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, Boy, so we need to come up with some brilliant way to end uh, end these things. I guess, uh, what do you think? What do you want to touch? Let's talk about the next one. What do you want to touch base on episode two? Do we want to dive? Maybe just kind of, you know, talk about what we, this the topics that we might be talking about, you know, yeah. with the value added podcast, what kind of. You know, topics are we going to add value to? Whether it's hunting, are we going to be touching yeah. on hunting, real estate, right. some real estate tips? Yeah. Um, you know, um, as well. Oh, for sure, dude. We we got to get into the real estate stuff. You're fresh into realty. I also have my realtor's license. I've had it since 2010, I believe. So I'm more in the ranch real estate side of it. You're more in the house end of it. So we have a lot yeah. of conversation we can have there. So yeah, yeah, we'll definitely get into Wyoming real estate. I know that uh have a lot of clients, a lot of hunters that kind of want to know where the real estate market is going right now. You know, interest rates are going up. That's slowing down the housing market. What's it doing in, in Douglas, Wyoming? Yeah. That'll be fun to talk about. Hunting, I mean, it's starting to be Wyoming application season, right. man. You, you get yourself all applied yet? No. <laughs> I don't know if there's been a month I haven't, you know, because we're due May 31st, I, I think. Yeah, I don't know if there's a month I've done it before the second week of May. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> You're the dead opposite of me. Right. January 2nd, I jump on there. I spent over $2,000 in hunting license applications okay. for my family and I. I mean, we were applying for bighorn sheep, moose, deer, elk. We, we just know. hit them all. So. <laughs> you think there's any, you know, luck in putting in earlier? Is it? 
that's what I've always wondered. I'm like, maybe I'm not drawing an elk tag because I'm always putting in last second. Maybe it's the, those people who put in in January to get in. Uh, well, I don't know. Hey, I, you, it reminds me of another client. Mr. Fred Stuckel is a client of ours. And about 10 years ago, we were talking about bighorn sheep and he's been applying for Wyoming bighorn sheep. And, and I said, Fred, how many preference points do you have? And he's like, oh, I got, I got five preference points. I'm like, Fred, you're never gonna draw a bighorn sheep in Wyoming. And he said, oh, Brad, the one thing I learned from the casino business is somebody has to win. Right. I'm like, oh, that's a good point, Fred. I said, you know, I, I never apply for a mountain goat tag because there's no point system. You have like a literally a half a percent chance of drawing a, a mountain goat tag. But I said, somebody's gotta win, I'll apply. I applied the next year. The first time I applied for a Wyoming mountain goat tag, I drew no. that tag. Yeah, yeah, it was all because of Fred, 100%. Fred, <laughs> I, I better go apply now and yep. thank you for this. And then Fred, it's all because of Fred. There you go, wow. yeah, yeah. If you've been wondering about it, hey, somebody's got to win. Right. So, awesome. Well, hey, Brady, pleasure visiting with you. Man, uh, tune in next week, same time, yep. same place, and right uh, we'll make her happen. Yep, I'm loving it. I'm excited to, to get rolling on this, so. Me too, man. Right on. Perfect.